the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Valido. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score? The show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we got the full-on winning combination for you today, ladies and gentlemen, because the man of the hour, the tower of power, the first award winner of SCORE Volunteers is back with us, Rich Jekyll. How you doing, Rich? Christopher, take it to heart. <laughs> How about that? And the woman responsible for bringing you on board, of course, is with us as well, the other award winner. For SCORE volunteers, Lucy Polito. How are you doing, Lucy? The tower that keeps it together. I'm great. You How are. about you? You are the power. <laughs> that's hidden her face for 15 years that I've been here. That's why she's the power that keeps it together. All right. That's right. I am. I am. And, you know, for 15 years, my smile has not left me. And it shouldn't either. It's a beautiful one at that. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, and of course this show is all about SCORE and everything that SCORE is doing and the availability of great volunteers, mentors like Lucy, like Rich, and many others, not just here but nationwide, that are there to help you, ladies and gentlemen, to succeed in your business or your projects in life. And uh, it is a great organization, been around a long time, going on 60 years. Is that right, Rich? Can we really believe that? 63 years. How about that? And, no, I cannot believe it. And it's a nonprofit organization. There is no charge to you. The volunteers don't get paid. They do it because they enjoy doing it, and they enjoy seeing people like you succeed and taking advantage of the experience and the wisdom that they have to offer to you. And it is a great organization also because of all the educational opportunities that they provide course now it is over the internet zoom and that sort of thing or you can go to the archive and and dig things out there on your computer your smart devices but soon it'll be both live and well i mean live i mean in person as well as live over the web so they've been there all along throughout thick and thin and you can surely say that from now on lucy (laughs) that is correct so Uh, and you know uh, I must say, and, and I know you will say it, but we have a wonderful website and people really should go to it because it is, I'm amazed. Every time I look at it, I'm even surprised at how many things we offer, how many programs uh, we have available. And like everything else at SCORE, it is free. Uh, it is, a, I, I still say this every once in a while, it is like going to business school. If you go there and take advantage of all the classes and all the things that we present, trust me, it is better than going to business school. Absolutely. And especially real life business school. That's right. Exactly. And especially when you consider the cost to the consumer right there, Rich. 
Oh, man, the big F word is prominent. It's free. <laughs> That's right. Everything that SCORE has to offer to you folks uh, it comes at no charge, thanks to great uh, sponsorships. And so please do take advantage of it. And, of course, the website that Lucy is talking about is orlando.score.org. And they also have an excellent newsletter there that you can sign up for, no charge. And they'll keep you up to date on everything that SCORES has to offer and everything that they're up to and other things that you might need to know as a business person. And, of course, at that website, you can you can access the archives. So that's orlando.score.org. And then if you would like, also, please do follow Rich and, of course, SCORE on Facebook. That's SCORE Orlando on Facebook. And if you'd like to speak to someone voice-to-voice, you can call them on the phone. You will get a person if you call during normal business hours. If you leave a message either after hours or somebody is tied up, they'll get right back to you. 407-420-4844 for SCORE. 407-420-4844. And for a few weeks there, at least, the doors were open again, limited office hours. Had to go back the other way for a short period of time, but I anticipate it may not be all that much longer before they can open those doors again, and maybe permanently. They were all praying for that. So, in the meantime, you guys have still been swamped, Lucy. Can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. Yes, everybody has been busy which is good. And that at least tells us that people are still interested in opening up a business and, or they need, uh, you know, surprisingly, there are a couple of businesses that are still expanding. You know, they're looking at uh, the possibility of uh, improving, you know, anytime there's some sort of a major problem in the world or in the city or whatever, some doors close, but many doors open. And uh, this is, you know, this year has been an example of that. This year, last year, have been an example of that. When this pandemic started, we really at SCORE didn't know what we were going to face. And as I've mentioned before, we have been very, very busy. Uh, Surprisingly, I was personally, I was surprised how busy we were. Uh, And busy, good busy, because we were helping people start businesses and and many of them are still going, you know, they're struggling, but they're going. And, you know, whenever you open a business, it is never easy, no matter what time of the year it is or what kind of conditions the world is in. It is always uh, a difficult thing. But I would say, you know, if people would really think about it, it's going to take, I would say, some businesses, it takes anywhere between six months to a year. I don't know, Rich, if you agree with me or not, but Six I think that's how long months. it takes. Yeah. I think that's about to be it. the average. Yeah. Yeah. So when you start a business, you got to make sure you're, you're, you have enough finances to help you uh, because it's going to be that long before you can really say, I have a business that's up and running. So anyway, that's my talk for today. All right. Well, wow. I love it. I love it. All right. Oh, so right. there you go. There you go. So is that a period at the end of that? That's a period. And now <laughs> there's a, a new paragraph with you. That's yeah, right. that's what I thought. That's just a comma. That's right. So there are still a lot of opportunities out there, new businesses, new businesses because of the new reality. And of course, the businesses that are always there through all times, restaurants, and the service industry, there's always a need for those things. So you can find your niche, and SCORE will help you make it work to your advantage and the communities, by the way. So please do get hooked up with SCORE, orlando.score.org, 
is a quick, easy way to do it. And uh, speaking of all this, uh, it's been going on the last years or a couple of years or so. Uh, the fellow we're going to have on with us today, we do have on with us today. Uh, his last time, he has been on the show before, but it's been a couple of years. And in the meantime, of course, everything we've been through as a nation and as a world has happened. So we'll see how that, how he weathered the storm. Or is weathering the storm. and cautioned the wind and came back on. That's right. He did indeed. He's a glutton for punishment. He's also now an author of a brand new book called Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye. And you can get it now at bookstores. We'll tell you how, actually. uh, Because we have, as I said, the author, Matt Rose, with us. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, like I said, it's been, what, a couple of years, I think, since you were on the show last. So, first of all, kind of bring everybody up to date to where, you know, we sort of left off. To give us a little background information, where you're from, your business experience, that sort of thing, if you would, please. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely been a couple of years. Um, and so it's definitely been pre-pandemic when we last talked to you guys. And I, the world is different. Um, but we, uh, you know, I'm originally from New York, but we've had an IT company here since uh, early 2015, going on about seven years in business now. Um, we actually started off, I think at least one of the shows we came on as Intersection Technology Solutions. And in, uh, in, in I guess it was in 2018, nope, 2019, we actually rebranded to TechRage IT. So it's possible we weren't even the same company name when we came on, on, on last time. Okay. Uh, just did that for branding, but... Uh, you know, well, once again, you know, kind of re- remind folks leading up to, like, say, uh, when you guys started here in seven years ago, how did how did you get to that from New York to Orlando to all of that? That that's the background I'm looking yeah. for here. Okay, cool. So, so, briefly, but just you would kind of bring yeah. us up to that. Yeah. No, no, no worries. So um, I grew up in New York, um, in upstate, we'll call it, for anyone who listens that is there, because anything uh-huh. above New York City, they consider upstate. See, I thought uh, there was a connection state. somewhere, because yeah. that's where Rich is from. Yeah. Uh, right. Ar- Orange County, New York. So um, the other Orange County. Um, but so <laughs> it's not that far from the city, but it's upstate to anyone that's right. really north of Yonkers. Um, so I grew up there, then was in New York City for a while working, started out in the IT world there. And at the time, I met my my wife, and uh, she's originally from Florida, from South Florida. And we were there for a while, and it, well, we were dating. We just realized it was not going to be a place you could actually afford to actually have a fun life. You know, I have plenty of friends still do that, but I wasn't going to commute two hours each way while trying to have a family eventually. So we made the decision to come down here, not to South Florida. This seemed far enough away from all the families where we could ever, you know, have some time. And uh, so we moved down in 2009, got married here. Um, well, married in Miami, but lived here and then started working different jobs for a number of years in IT and then 2015 started the company. All right. Okay. Hey, Matt, Matt, I got a question for you. Okay. Um, did you have to change your name because you were on the show? <laughs> uh, or was that just a... Was that a marketing choice? <laughs> it, it was a marketing choice because so when we first started the company in 2015, we weren't, uh, you know, right now we're what's called a managed service provider. We, we mostly help small and medium businesses do their IT, whether it's some of it or all of it. When we got the, the business started in 2015, we were consulting for larger companies. So yeah. we were going in and we're going to help you do this and this and this, you know, obviously you guys know what consultants are. And I came up with the name Intersection Technology Solutions because I felt like I was an intersection of my career. I probably told that story back then, but it's a mouthful. 
you know, like, you know, we, we, our email domain was intersection tech. People didn't know by that name. What do you do? Do you do websites? Do you do application? We, nobody knew what we did, but we came up with a catchphrase and, and trademarked back then of we prevent tech rage. So we are actually in the UCF incubator building over here in winter Springs. And it, along with that and score and SVDC and all these different organizations, we, we need a marketing change and we, we kind of did a internal and external poll and we came up with tech rage it which a we went with red because it's the most recognized color you can find and it's it i've never had somebody say to me now oh do you make web pages no i do it all you know right. <laughs> like right. it's it makes it much more clear um and well, it does help guys all right. Were you guys angry at the okay, time? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we'll take that question over into the next segment because I'm up against the <laughs> clock right here. You are listening to the American Adversaries radio show, and we're talking with Matt Rose, co-director, co-founder and director of Tech Services. TechRageIT.com is the website. We'll be right back. We're back. We are What's the Score, and we do want to thank you for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show. We really do appreciate that. All right, our guest today, Matt Rose. And once again, he's now also an author of Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye. We'll be getting to that in the conversation here. And we have Rich Jekyll and Lucy Polito, great volunteers from SCORE, and, of course, myself, Christopher Hart. And, Matt, we were just actually talking about rebranding. And this is something that, you know, sometimes you need to do that because you've branded and you're seeing, well, maybe I'm not maximizing exactly what I'm all about here. And it sounds like that's the conclusion you guys had come to. Yeah. It, 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 and uh, it, it just it wasn't working. There was some stuff about the other brand as much as it was kind of our original company name. And we still own it. I, you know, I still have some shirts somewhere in my house, but it just wasn't the right fit for where we wanted to go. Okay. So, so, um, so back to the, the rage part, what were you <laughs> so angry about? So th- that's the great part is, um, and I don't know if you can see it, but if you go to our website, you can notice, but our logo is actually a little kind of, you know, stick figure that is hitting, hitting the word tech rage, which is basically a computer <laughs> screen with a hammer. Um, oh, great. Great. Yeah. Well, we, so the whole idea of, so, Erica, my partner, actually came up with the We Prevent Tech Rage because we were going to go to a chamber event and they were going to make, it was the first time we were in a chamber years ago and we, she didn't know what to say. They do the whole like, hey, introduce yourself. And surprisingly, no other company had come up with this because if you think of like, you know, the term of road rage or whatever, nobody had thought of tech rage. And we've now really used that to our brand because if you say in an email, in a, people laugh every time. We, we were fortunate, you know, it, we, we were fortunate enough last month to win uh, Seminole Chamber Business of the Year for, for our, our company size. Cool. The guy giving the awards couldn't stop laughing as he was giving the award out. He's at the podium. So it, it gets you laughing, but everybody has a different feel for it. You know, I always like to use the example of if you see the movie Office Space from, you know, like the early or late, late 90s, you know, they scene where they take printers out and they all are hitting them with bats because it's this printer that always jams. Yeah. That's my example, but everybody, you know, some people, it's their cell phone. Some people are, you know, it, it's whatever it is, but everybody can relate. And, and so we don't so much have the rage. The idea is we take away the rage from people, but, you know, we go with the humor of it. We go with the, 
you know, the, it, I mean, nobody can forget us. You know, that's the great thing. Like people are like, you, they're not like, oh, the, what was that company? You know, they, they know us now. You know, I, I was, write with my computer every once in a while exactly. and I bang it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say this is. I was in technology for over 30 some years and I can totally see your uh, point there. You know, it's very mm-hmm. apropos. Uh, the name of the company. I just wondered yep. how you got it. No, it, it was it was a great marketing uh, thought by my partner in the and and she, you know, funny enough, uh, she's not in here to defend herself, but she would say that she gets tech rage more than a lot of people. Oh, is she in jail? For- <laughs> no, 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 no. She computer. No, no, not that bad. But I mean, like you know, it. it it's it's just. Again, it's just worked out as a great name, and it's um, it, yeah. it really it really talks to what we do. And, yep. it, and it's, it is very it's good. That it's it's a it's a hook. It hooks you because, yeah. Lucy, as you were just alluding to, we all have experienced yeah. that at one point or another. I don't care where you are in the ladder, right? It, everybody has been aggravated by computer, yep. you know, issues, shall yeah. we say? So it, it's got that, and, it, it, and the hook is it's a humorous sort of thing. So. It really grabs you, right? Yeah. Yep. And that, what I mean is that that's so important in marketing. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? I mean, because you work for a huge multinational corporation, and they spend, I'm sure, a lot of money hooking people into their brand as, you know, you can't do without it, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they tied it yeah. to, you know, your experiences traveling around and and purchasing things, something that everybody does and something that you want it to be reliable on. So it's that fact where you're, you're tying it into everyday life, I think is what I'm getting to here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right. Uh, so the, uh, so techrageit.com, you do IT stuff, right? So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more yeah. about that because uh, that I take it is separate from, but some way associated with the book. Yeah. So what we do is um, our primary, and again, this goes back to the difference when we started the business. We started the business mostly doing consulting work and that was all the income. And now we were mostly, you know, now we're a very small percentage of consulting. It's more of, we typically work with businesses, um, 20 employees or so or, or more, and they get to that point in the business, you know, when you're really small, you, you kind of do it yourself. When you're really big, you're hiring a staff, but when you're in the middle it's kind of like you hire, you outsource HR, you outsource your CFO, you outsource your lawyer. IT is no different. Um, and so we don't expect a company that does, you know, does landscaping or whatever to hire an IT person for the 30 or 40 people that are using the computer. They bring a company like ours on and we are to take on all of the technology. And that means helping to make sure their computers are up and running. They get to their email. They're secure. That's a big one nowadays. It's one of the things we really have had to pivot to in the last few years, like everybody. Um, and we even get involved in other decisions. If a company, we don't do, let's say, like a Salesforce CRM integration. But if they're going to do that, we either know partners or we'll be involved in that because it's going to affect day-to-day life. And people are just going to go to us. You know, everyone knows to go, go to IT with any IT problem. So, you know, so we offer them a whole help desk. They can call us, email us. We go on site when needed. Um, and just make it so that they don't need to worry about that cost of a person or multiple people for IT, you know, because you get into a lot of things there of like, if you're 30 or 40 employees, that's a lot of money to pay one person who's going to take vacation, they're gonna be out sick, they could quit. And, and so we we allow them to to do that, but do it in a secure, do it in a, 
you know, kind of preferred and efficient manner. Okay, Rich, I see you nodding your head because uh, you, yeah. you, you were in this business, yeah. right? It's a really, really good solution for uh, mid-sized type companies, smaller mid-sized company. It's perfect. And uh, because it's so hard to hire talented uh, IT professionals. I mean, there's a shortage of them and, you know, the, the uh, allegiance isn't there anymore because there's too many people needing too many IT people. So when you hire a company that provides it for you, all of a sudden you can rely on that company to do all the, uh, the hard work of getting the professional, guaranteeing the professional and guaranteeing the work will be done on a regular basis. Right, Matt? Yeah. Great there, Matt. Well, I mean, I think that what you're saying this, the right now, especially with the shortage of, of, of workers. I mean, that's not just, that's, that's in every industry. And it, it's certainly, we felt it. We've been growing this year and we've had to hire a few people and the search is hard. It's long. Um, and that's for us. And I know I have a system I can put them into and then we can, we roll with that. Right. A company yeah. that's trying to do this, that is the CEO of a, whatever they do company, that's not it or whatever. They don't know what they're telling the guy. They go, cool. You're hired. And they don't know if they're efficient, yeah. you know, and they don't know if they're treating them right. And that's a, it's a big challenge. And that's probably become one of the bigger things, certainly since the pandemic. Um, if we're having trouble, then a business that doesn't do this for a living is going to have a lot more trouble. Yep. Yep. People that are doing the business need to do their business. They don't need to worry about hiring uh, outside uh, IT people. Yep. Lucy, go ahead. Well, since I'm not a techie, I'm absolutely <laughs> ignorant on this. If I have a company, un- under what circumstances would I need you? Okay, I'm going to use a stupid example. But for instance, if I have a TV and it doesn't work, I call the TV guy. And then he fixes it. And he does what he does. And then my TV works. Is that something <laughs> like you? Would- <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, oh, I need oh, to understand brother. exactly what you do. What can <laughs> no, I tell you? No, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good question. It's a, it's an example that, uh, so the, the thing about what we do is realistically, every company, realistically, one to a million employees, you, you need some level of, level of technology support, especially today. Yeah. The, what we, and there's companies like ours, like I said, we kind of have gotten to a sweet spot of starting around 20 employees, give or take. Um, and the reason we say that is that we provide a lot of, it's not just the oh my God, my laptop outlook is crashing or whatever. We have a lot of expertise and a lot of security tools and processes and procedures we bring to the table um, because we have a team behind us. So that's part of it. Um, we also don't necessarily get a lot of calls from the company. You know, it's kind of like you use that TV example of like the TV broke. In our situation, we don't get a lot of calls or they're hard to take if someone's like, oh my God, I just got ransomware, you know, which is the big thing. Or, oh my God, all my servers just blew up because you know what? The house is already on fire. Like, So would you I, be... Would you write programs for me if I were? No, no, no we write okay. programs. We And, and let, let me be clear. You know, we do what we do really well. The support itself takes good customer service. Our, all the techs that work for us, that's the number one skill we want is customer service. Because again, going back to tech rage, if you call and you're like, I am so frustrated with this thing. And our techs are like, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you try rebooting it yet? And they're just kind of flippant and whatever. You're going to get more angry. So they'll their first thing is to go, I get it. It's frustrating. Let's Let's take a look. 
Um, and that support is, you know, your normal Microsoft Outlook, Word, whatever application you're using. We provide programs that, to be honest, we don't write them, but we are in the same sense where, again, I'll keep going back to like a landscaping idea. Landscapers aren't making a fertilizer they put on the plants. They're not making the, the lawnmower, but they're using it to do the job. We have a lot of products that we have expertise in that we we up to date on the security and the efficiency tools that are out there. We bring those aboard and say, hey, we're going to give these to you for your, your what you're paying us every month. They're going to help you in this, this, and this way. Um, and that way your TV doesn't break. You know, our whole goal is you're not, your laptop doesn't just die on you. We're predicting that we're, we're seeing that and we're trying to make it so you're not having tech rage. Okay. I tell you what, I, I know Rich, I know Rich, you want to jump in here, but we have to take another break. So we'll pick this conversation with Matt Rose up when we come back. By the way, you can check out his website, techrageit.com. That's techrageit.com. And uh, we'll tell you more about his new book also. It's on the shelves, but you, it is new. It's called Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye. All right. So we'll get into all of that and more when we come back with What's the Score? We're back. We are What's the Score? And once again, we thank you for tuning in. And we've got Rich Jekyll and Lucy Polito, great mentors and volunteers at SCORE, along with myself, Christopher Hart, and our guest today, Matt Rose. And he is uh, the author of Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye, and he is the co-founder and director of Tech Services. That's techrageit.com is where you can find them. And, Rich, you wanted to chime in on the conversation. Lucy had been helped, uh, or Matt had been helping Lucy understand exactly what they do and don't do. And you were going to say something at that point. You want to pick yeah, it up? Yeah, I there? was going to say something. And, and uh, probably what I was going to say is, uh, Matt, when you get people like Lucy uh, on the phone, do you go into your, oh, you're having tech rage, I see. <laughs> and then go into how you fix it here young lady let me help you fix that tech rage yeah before you throw that thing out the window yeah uh, the, no the, the whole the, the team is trained to always do you know again i can't say our team will throw the, the wording out as much they are called tech rage preventers though we don't call them support people or help desk um but they their whole goal is to just get in there and try to calm the situation down try to get it fixed as quickly as possible um you know, it's, but it, it, it can be, we have a variety of users. We have some people that think they know better than we do. And those are, fun. those are actually the, the, the most, you know, those are, those are frustrating to deal with. And then you get the people who just, who are, you know, they're, they get, they're frustrated they get all the Lucy. time. Yeah, that's right. No, it, it, no, you're, you actually would fall into the category of people we really enjoy working with because it, the people that are just like, Hey, I need help. I, I, you know, and they're just, it, it's, it's a little simpler than somebody who's just comes up They've got the tech rage starting from the first second, even if we haven't even had a chance to know what's going on. Could be the simplest fix. It could be the worst thing. And then it's, you know, you go all the way the, the, up the gamut to people who they, they know better than you do. And we, we just, again, the team has to has to na navigate those every time they're working a call and know that how to, how to you know, it's kind of a personality test for them too. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we can at least turn her microphone off. <laughs> all right. So let, let me... Uh, as I said, it's been a couple of years since you've been on the show, 
and considering what you do, you tell us how you did over that, you know, these last year and a half, especially. Also, has the what Rich was talking about earlier, uh, you know, it's hard for people to get, you know, employees at this point. Has that benefited you in any way? Please go ahead. So, yeah, when um, when when everything hit back March of 2020, um, it was it was pretty a pretty good whirlwind for us. And you, you have to remember all these companies that just said, OK, go work from home. It there's pretty good stress on us. Um, luckily, we had procedures in place to let our clients work from home. We luckily didn't have any, you know, there were some stories of people running to Best Buy and buying every laptop that was there. And, you know, that that's what started a lot of this time. Like that started a lot of these like chip shortage we're all still dealing with. And we luckily were like, okay, cool. Kind of just go home. We'll get you set up to keep your computer on the office. And we had a way to securely access that. But I mean, from the weekend of, uh, you know, kind of remember it like that second weekend in March when it just like the world shut right down our number of tickets and work we were doing like was probably triple its normal workload. I mean, it was crazy, you know, and um, you know, I was doing, you know, I, w- I had been at a point in the business where I was stepping out into more sales and business development. I was right back in the thick of it because all hands on deck and where I was going on any sales appointments, nobody was taking an appointment. Um, but we needed to make sure our clients were, were set up. So for a couple of weeks there, it was crazy. Um, and then, you know, we actually did a couple of webinars. We talked to the OBJ about that. You know, they gave a quote because that situation. And then probably around into April, it just leveled off. And now it was kind of we got a lot of busy work done that we previously hadn't. The whole staff went remote, um, and it it the, the pipeline just kind of froze for a while. And luckily, we were lucky. Our clients weren't really affected by this. We had a couple that, of course, worried and kind of panicked. Well, we were, they were getting waiting on their PPP loans. But every, I think virtually every one of our clients has come out at least a little bit stronger, if not tremendously stronger, um, by switching their business model. Some of it's related to the fact that they realized how they could work from home if don't, done uh, correctly. And, um, you know, we, we kind of like, you know, Chris, you were referencing earlier, you know, when everything was kind of opening back up a few months ago, everything was going really well. And we've had that little dip because everything closed. And so we're still dealing with that on the, kind of new customer basis and our clients are still doing well. Um, and then from a standpoint of the work shortage, yeah, we've definitely felt it. Um, we used to put a job out and get tons of applicants and get quite a few really qualified people in the first batch. We've now had to use recruiters, which we've never had to do before. Um, we're getting candidates, but it's costing us more. It's, um, it's taking more time and you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People deserve to find the job they want, but it's, it's benefited us. And we have seen the clients we have that kind of have a partial in-house IT team. You can see the struggle they've had, you know, cause we do what's called co-managed for some larger companies where we do some stuff and they have an IT team that does some like, and there, I can definitely see the struggle be harder for them. So it's definitely been an interesting 18 or so months. <laughs> indeed it has been indeed it has yeah. been and then you wrote a book so tell us how that happened <laughs> so yeah about a year or so ago i think it was last august um we were sitting around with some advisors of the business and trying to think of marketing trying to think of ways to get the name out there get get tips and things out there to help make us a, a go-to company and uh yeah someone threw out the idea of white papers and you know 
white papers, you know, email them, PDF, maybe you print them, but they go right in the garbage. Like who's going to not just throw away, you know, I'm going to pay for color prints. They're going to go in the garbage. But I had known a gentleman who is a company in a different part of the United States who had written some on IT for a different targeted audience. And I said, you know, it'd be really cool to write a book. And uh, so the idea was born, started in around September of last year. So about a year off. And um, it just kind of came up with an outline. We ended up deciding that the, it would be eight tech myths debunked. And basically the things we saw in current customers and prospects, just like here in the industry of why do people do what they do when it comes to IT? And um, so we made an outline. I started writing hour, a few hours a day, getting everything out of my head. They're basically stories, you know, that we've changed the names to protect the innocent um, or the guilty. I don't know which one that would be. Um, and then so you should do videos. And you should do videos as you know these uh, docudrama type things and act it out. Yeah, right? Exactly. Anyway, go ahead. Law and order, but yeah, exactly team. right, right. Um, or get somebody to do it with stick figures, cartoons. But anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, no. And, and so um, it took. We, we put a goal of a year last September. We ended up getting it from my ideas, in my head to published in about nine months. So it was late July, early August. We kind of told the world. There was probably about 10 people before then that knew it was even happening. It was a really hard secret to keep. Um, and uh, so we, you know, we now have been using it. It's up for sale on Amazon. We uh, were fortunate enough that we uh, became the number one bestseller in our, in our category when we first announced it. Um, and beyond that, it's, it's done what we expected it to. I've heard feedback from businesses, even other IT companies I'm friends with, where they think it's a really interesting tool. Because if I send this to somebody who's having trouble deciding on what to do for IT, it, it I'm not talking at them and saying, well, that's, that's not the right decision. I'm giving them a story and letting them read at their own leisure. If they can read this at two in the morning on a Saturday, they can just flip through and just, I don't know, whatever they want to do with it. But it, it, it's not so like, nobody likes to be told what to do. And this way they can read it. Um, and it's really been, it, it's been really enjoyable and it's had a much better response than I could have imagined. So, um, so that's where we're at today. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Now you say the, basically the book is about case, case studies. Is that a fair representation of it? Yeah, we, we kind of came up with eight chapters, if you will. Um, and, you know, it's like, and they were basically the biggest things I saw as, what kept people from doing technology decisions or what made them take the wrong decisions. Um, you know, like number one is literally the chapter is named, I don't need to spend money on technology. I, I mean, it, it, and it's, and you know, Lucy to your point also earlier about the TV, <laughs> no, but it's a good point because we, we aren't, we're at a point where as a company, there's other IT companies that do this, but if somebody calls us and just to say, I want you to come out and fix this problem and leave and never, you know, just charge me an hour. We don't do that. You know, they just want to spend as little as they need to at that time. We see technology as an investment that, it, you know, it's like buying maintenance on your car. It's, you know, it, it, if you, if we don't take a look at it every day, it's going to break. It's harder to figure out. And so we kind of went through, you know, where the hidden costs of technology are. Like if you think you can do it, just paying somebody a cheap amount. And, you know, we go all the way to, we have a lot of chapters on security and, you know, this, just different different thoughts that we hear, and again, stories that are real. Just again, we're not saying who they are. That <laughs> of why and and where the mistakes are, where at least people can read a different opinion as to why you do or don't do it a certain way. 
I, I can't possibly imagine any business that's going to be uh, growing and be successful without technology today. Well, that's you know, the thing. It's they, just, they, it's not possible. Well, they, they, I think they all realize they don't realize that technology costs money, you know, or, or keeping it up. And again, it's, it's this, it's, if you buy a Mercedes, you can't not get oil changes and all whatever maintenance they want. You know, it's still, it's a beautiful machine, but it needs maintenance. It's like, it, you know, and, and, you know, also, again, I mentioned it kind of earlier, we don't, a company who calls us and says, oh my God, I just got ransomware. It's hard to help them at that point. The house is already burning down. You know, we want to be fire, you know, we want to be the smoke alarms and, you know, and, and the fire marshal coming in saying, well, this is kind of unsafe. We should do this. They come in the house is on fire or burned down. I mean, we can help you rebuild and rebuild better, but it doesn't really help you at all in that exact situation. Okay, this is a good Very point. Good. This is a good, good point to take a pause. We're up against the, the clock again. It goes by fast, ladies and gentlemen. But once again, you can get the book Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye. You say you can find that on Amazon? Yep. Okay, Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye by Matt Rose on Amazon. We'll take a break and come back on the other side with more of What's the Score? back we are what's the score and we really do thank you for being out there ladies and gentlemen and we encourage you once again to take advantage of everything that score has to offer as well as the the newsletter the mentorship the educational programs this program the coffee with the leader series i got so much going on ladies and gentlemen and they're waiting for you to take advantage of it as many many thousands tens of thousands over the years but thousands of people are doing this every year. And don't forget, you can sign up for the excellent newsletter for SCORE at orlando.score.org. You can call to speak to someone over the phone, an actual human being. And that yeah. would be like it might even be Not a rich. Bot. Might even be rich there. Then that would be at 407 420 4844. And of course, that is Rich Jekyll of SCORE. We also have Lucy Polito of SCORE with us, Matt Rose, author of Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye. And by the way, his website is techrageit.com. Before we get back to that conversation, I, I of course, am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And all of our shows here are brought to us via Salem Media Group, a great media company here in the United States. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and a great organization right here in Orlando, and they stand ready to help you succeed to get your message out in a multitude of ways. Of course, over radio, which, ladies and gentlemen, radio itself in this particular format is still the top of the dog, the top of the line, ladies and gentlemen. Dog. That's oh. right. More people listen to the radio than watch TV and even go to their computer each week. And, of course, news talk radio and country music and Christian radio broadcasting, by the way, are the top major market makers, all right? So they can get your message out in a massive way here with Salem Media Group Orlando. And also with Salem Surround, they can help you coordinate that with your social media platforms. They are willing to do a social media audit for you for free. All you have to do is take advantage of it. You can call them here at 407-618-1760. That's 407-618-1760. They stand ready to help you, as I said, get your your message out in a mass way. All right, so Matt Rose 
Uh, once again, we were talking about the, the book Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye, where it's uh, like case studies. And I guess you're building new cases every day, right? You're still you working on another portfolio? Are you going to be a follow-up to this? You know, I get asked that a lot, and it's 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 definitely um, definitely taking some notes, but nothing. Uh, I haven't started anything yet, but there. Well, you're kind of like new cases every day. And, well, you're uh, kind of like a doctor, you know. Everybody's kind of everybody's case is a little different in some way. There might be some generalities that are the same, but it, it would seem to me that the, you're sort of in a custom business, right? It, it, yes and no. I mean, you know, again, the, the the example I gave of like, you don't want to pay for technology, you'll hear different ways of doing that. And you'll have somebody who thinks one thing is cheap versus another thing or expensive. But there's in the world we are with technology that security and the world keeps changing. And, you know, you hear about the different hacks that happen. It, there's definitely going to be different case studies, but they all probably fall into a similar number they just, they get more interesting, you know, and uh, just, just definitely some of them are head scratchers and other ones you understand, you just need to tell them this is why you shouldn't think that way. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, we, 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 I am, uh, you know, I'm amazed. I don't know. <laughs> I'm always thinking about hackers and there's nothing in my computer to be hacked. So <laughs> go for it. I don't care. But uh, yeah, you're right. All businesses have to be aware of that. And uh, you're right. I mean, like everything else, even the hackers get better every time. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a headache for you guys because you have to stay abreast of that right. and ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Definitely keeps us up at night. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, did you want to chime in on that? <laughs> no, I think Lucy covered it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right. I'm going so, to have to ask Matt, though. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. All right. So the book is, is, even though it's case studies, it's it's still nonetheless a guide as to what to do and what not to do at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, it's, a, it's still a guide on technology decisions in the small and medium business. And it, it just, it, again, it gives you these stories and these case studies, but it also gives you facts and numbers and just an easy read. It's not, it's not complicated. We're not throwing acronyms at you. Um, but it should hopefully make you understand why, even if you already have an IT company or an IT department, maybe you understand for CEOs and CFOs and the owners out there, why that thing is being said, you know, and maybe it's a little easier. So it just should get through um, and make them understand that, you know, make people understand. Yeah, that's very important. If it's an easy read, I mean, if I obviously work for a very large company that have very good IT thing, but sometimes problems came to me and they were talking to me in IT language. And I thought, you know, what is this? I don't know. Just give me the simple stuff, you know? So something like that would have been very helpful to me. Uh, So since you had a bestseller on Amazon, I guess I can probably read that and understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it would seem to me, once again, because of the events of the last year and a half or so, that there are a lot of people out there who didn't have a need for an IT guy who now do, right? Yep. Yeah. And and also, you know, the thing that happened over the past 18 months, one thing we kind of predicted, and it did happen, is that people either fell in love with their IT people or their company they were using because they helped them, you know, pivot really well when they had to go work from home and keep secure or they failed miserably and they just stayed with them long enough because they just, they weren't going to change it in the middle of the pandemic. Right. And that's held true. There's people that 
before the pandemic, they were taking things with me and they were like, yeah, like, whatever. And now they're like, you know what? We like him. They, they really did a solid with us. Good for you. You know, good job. But then there's others that are like, oh my God, we, we need to, we need to switch. And so you kind of went, you didn't necessarily stay in the middle. You went to one extreme. So definitely uh pandemic did something there in IT. All right. Okay. So look at back into your crystal ball again. What do you see up next? Uh, uh, let, let's, uh, let's make a, a, an assumption or two. Uh, that because of events which are out of our control, however, let's be optimistic and say that toward the end of the year, we really begin to climb out of this, you know, pandemic mess. With that assumption, what would you see going forward? And then if you want to make the opposite assumption, uh, please feel free. So I think either way, whether we climb out of the pandemic or whether we have to stay somewhat partially shuttered down like we have been, the big thing that's going to keep happening is, unfortunately, the attacks, you know, the ransomware. Um, there was a large attack this week on a company called Bandwidth.com, which carries 40% of the phone numbers in the United States and Canada. So especially if that voice over IP, there were some major issues this week. I'm, I don't care who you use. They, they were they were affected. Um, and these things and that what that was, was that was an attack trying to make sure the system doesn't work and the attackers were asking for money to stop attacking. So it's a totally different, everyone's used to ransomware. Hey, give us this money for your files back. This was, give us this much money, we'll stop beating you up. That was basically like, it was like the bully just punching them and saying, give me money to stop punching you. Right. And those kind of things will keep happening. Ransomware is gonna get worse. The thing that we're seeing, and it's becoming more prevalent in our industry is there's a type of insurance called cyber insurance. And it's, you know, it's like E&O, general liability, and it's a specific insurance in case you have a incident. And it helps you cover the incident response team, the forensics, the PR, and it hasn't been required. Businesses are, I don't care what business you are, you're going to start having to pay for it. And if you don't, you're not going to get renewed. Um, IT providers like myself are going to start, start, start not being able to support you if you get that. Um, and I think that's one thing is it's really, besides having the controls in place and those insurance policies will actually require you to prove you have them in place. Uh, you know, that you have an IT company or department that's helping you try to protect yourself. There's they're the only way you might get some payout if something happens. So that's so you're, probably you're, the biggest thing we're seeing. I see. Unbelievable. I didn't know that was coming like that. So you mean yeah. to tell me there's going to be a new business and it's called cyber insurance? Well, it's the same same old insurance companies uh, for the most part. You know, you, you whoever your underwriter is probably can do it. And the, the funny thing for companies like mine, like IT companies that have all this responsibility, we have to go to specific companies because of the risk involved for us. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, it's like somebody who has a bunch of cars on the road, their car insurance will be a lot more expensive than somebody has one. Um, but it's, it's, that's becoming a very real and very, you know, uh, again, make nothing on it, but it's a matter that we need to know that if something happens there, because it's not, if you, it's not, if you'll be hacked, it's when. Like, I don't care how, you know, there's no such thing as being unhackable. Right. You will, it happens. So here's one more, one more reason to uh, uh, spend more money. I mean, for products and services to be more expensive. Yeah. So oh, what yeah. do you do in those cases, Matt, where you get called somebody in a rage and you, you know, they've been hacked <laughs> and how do you, how do you get them out of the fluke? And this will have to be the so, last, this will be the last question. You got about a minute and a half. All right. So I'll go real quick. It's again, it's not if it's when, and it's all about how you respond to it. You know, it's, it's like anything. It's almost like customer service. If you respond and go, well, you should have taken my, my advice. Yeah. It's not going to end well. 
You have to try to figure out what happened, get them up and running as quickly as possible, understand the huge frustration in that and what it could be and get them in touch with the right people. We're an IT company. There's specific companies that do the forensics and do the, that, that actually figure out what happened and we partner with them. Then you bring them in. It's it, Unfortunately, it's like a crime scene. You know, yeah, you have to bring all the departments in and get it cleaned up as quickly as possible and try to figure out what happened. Okay. And if you'd, wow. like, if you'd like to know more about this and, of course, how IT is important to you, of course, you can get the book. I suggest you do that. Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye. Sounds like a fun read, too. And you can uh, order that book on Amazon. And, of course, techrageit.com is where you can communicate with Matt. you got a place there where people can communicate with you, correct, Matt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So that's yep, they, can, they can get rid of. All right. So don't don't pull your hair out. Call them first. <laughs> get a hold of them first. TechRageIT.com. And uh, obviously, Matt and his team really know what to do to help protect you and uh, take care of those IT issues for you. Matt's been great having you back on the show. Let's not make it so yeah. long next time. Yeah. Very informative. Yeah. And too bad you couldn't answer any of Lucy's questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys having me. All right. Seriously, <laughs> congratulations on your book. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Very good. Tech, Kiss Tech Rage Goodbye by Matt Rose. You can get it on Amazon. And don't forget to sign up for the Excellent Score newsletter at orlando.score.org. And until next week, that's all for What's the Score? Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.